Hi, it's Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Chris Ruffalo and Brian Bittler. It is Tuesday, May 17, 2022. Of course, we're live every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. No excuses, just free picks. Thursday's show might be at an odd time. We're going to figure this one out together, but um, we will uh, we'll get it done however it takes to get it done. Um, I think Thursday is a small card, thankfully. So uh, that will help matters as well. But I think this NHL, um, you know, four games a night, right? So is it four games a night or two games a night, Chris? I think we only have one game on a weekend where there's three. Everyone else is two. Everyone else is two. All right. So one NBA, two NHL, and uh, seven to 15 Major League Baseball, depending on, you know, or even more, 16, 17, depending if there's makeup games, rainouts, all that other stuff. So... Everyone knows I'm originally from Miami. We got two teams that are that are deep into this thing at this point. How about this? The NHL, after the NBA has already listed their schedule for the games, the NHL puts the Panthers and Lightning five games directly up against the Heat Celtic games at the exact same time. Five of the seven games are scheduled at the exact same time. How is that possible? Why do they? Why would they do that? It's a bit of a joke. If you really, if you want, if you really want to get the eyes on product for smaller markets like Tampa Bay, like Florida, you don't pit them up against the Miami Heat. It's, yeah, it just, it just to me, it doesn't make any sense at all, and it's like it's unfair, is what it is to the fans, and. Um, it's not like the NHL didn't have any kind of flexibility here with these either, you know, with these games. They certainly did. As you said, there's three on one day. There's one, you know, on, on other days. And, um, you know, they could have easily, easily moved this around. But uh, shame on them. You know, this is, why you're, this is why you're the number four sport, right? You're not even number four. You're actually number five. You're behind college football and basketball. So you're six. I would say in the U.S. it goes NFL, NBA, and those two are very, very close. It could possibly be NBA and then NHL. And, um, I mean, then NFL. Um, I think it's close, NFL and NBA. I think it's super close. I think globally NBA is bigger. But, um, so you think NBA is bigger than college football as far as – Oh, like, much, much, much bigger. People that tune in on it, really? I much, enjoy college football much better. It's, than... it's much bigger. It's not just bigger, it's much bigger. Did you see how much they sold? What was the last team to sell, the Houston Rockets? Did you catch the price tag on that? No. All right, well, the last two that sold, I know them off the top of my head, were the Clippers and the Rockets. Let's check out exactly what they sold for, and this is when you'll start to understand. But betting-wise, what does more action in the United States, college football or NBA? NBA. All right. It's more games. It's weeknight. It's like there's That's all this true. stuff. It's how much does um, how much does how much do you think a guy like LeBron James pulls down a year? You know, not just in salary, but just pulls down in general. Well, I'm sure that his endorsements are yeah, he really it. makes some money. Uh, so I would say a hundred million a year, maybe for LeBron. Yeah, that's close to what I was going to say too. And Michael Jordan. I mean, these guys make the big, big money. All right, so. 
the Houston Rockets sold in, um, or the last team to sell, this was in 2017, um, $2.2 billion. Wow. Yep. $2.2 and then the Los Angeles Clippers, remember the owner was punished and he had to sell the team. He was forced to sell the team because he was being punished. Want to hear how bad the punish, punishment was? The punishment was $2 billion. Oh, my yeah. God. Poor bastard. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Donald, Donald Sterling was weeping that day. It's just ridiculous. Wiping his, wiping his tears with a $100 bill. It's like, yes. It was just terrible. It was a terrible day for him and his family. Two billion dollars. It's like, I recently stepped your offer. Anyway, speaking of NBA, um, let's get right into it. I wish I had a few billion. Let's get it. Let's buy a baseball team. Let's get into it here. Um, We got the Celtics in the heat tonight. Chris, what are your thoughts? You know what? I, I like the under here, even though it is a low total. You know, the Heat have been playing at one of the slowest paces so far in the playoffs. And I think this is just a, a tough scheduling spot for the Sixers. I know you, or sorry, that's not the Sixers, sorry, the Celtics, excuse me. The, the Celtics, they just went to war with the, uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. I know that they really blew the tires off of the Bucks in game seven, so they could kind of uh, coast in the end there. But still, it's a seven game series. And now you have to travel to Miami. You only have one day's rest between series. The Heat have been, have been rested for a couple extra days. And uh, I think you might see some tired legs from the Celtics who uh, are going into Miami, where we talked about it yesterday, are playing some of their best defense, especially on their own home floor. I think this is going to be a, a lower-scoring game. I think it's the first to 100 wins, and uh, I think they're going to go with the under 204. Brian? Yeah, and this one, I'm going to take um, in the first quarter. I've been doing first quarter plays. I'm going to take the Miami Heat to come out fast and strong in this one and, and beat them at least the first quarter, maybe the first half, uh, but definitely first quarter. I just see this as being a war, and the Celtics have been doing good on one day rest. I think they're six and one or five and one last six. I have to look up the exact number, but uh, for my free play, Heat first quarter. I like the over in this game. Just the world is on the under here, and it just seems they're not going to. I don't, I don't see the books just saying, okay, here's some money. You know, they got it down to 204. I've seen two or three and a halves out there before as well last night. I don't know. I haven't checked it this morning. But it just seems super low. I mean, and I could see the Heat players, because um, they are so deep, in garbage time, is putting up a lot of points here. Um, I just, I, I think the Celtics are, are if, if the Celtics come in here and get hit hard, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised because they are coming off of a seven-game series. The Heat have been sitting back eating ice cream, you know, for days now. They took care of the Sixers like no problemo. So it's like they've been sitting around doing nothing while the Celtics, like Chris said, have been banging it in a super physical series. Um, It's, you know, the wear and tear. And it's like when you play against the good teams, you know, it definitely takes a lot out of you. And uh, you expect the Celtics to be gassed you know, by the third, fourth quarter. Um, and I expect to see guys like Victor Oladipo have a big day. And I think guys like Oladipo in this series are the wild card, you know, in this, because I think it is going to be a physical series as well. We have, you know, two of the top defensive teams in the NBA, and they are going to be, it is going to be a physical series. So having a guy like Victor Oladipo who can score 40 off the bench, 
is a gigantic asset here. And um, I don't know. The public just so enamored with the Celtics here. So enamored. Um, well, what makes you say that? Well. Just the comments that you've been seeing on videos? or Every comment I've seen. The, the price on the series that we talked about yesterday with, with the lower-ranked team and all the talk being about the Celtics' second-half record. And as we dissected it yesterday, it really isn't that much better than what the Heat have done. And I'm sure if we drilled into strength of schedule, it becomes a little less impressive, you know? Um, generally, that's the case. And if we let's just take a quick look. I mean, I don't know. I'm just but going the Heat off. Are the number one, he were, had the number one record in the Eastern Conference, right? Yep. And they're offering the Miami Heat for just minus one and a half, minus two in game one. It just seems like a real low. Yeah, because the, the, the public because the public are all over the Celtics. They are all over them. They're begging you to take the Celtics. Money line. I feel like they're begging you to take the Heat. No, they're begging you to take the Celtics. Money line. They're begging you. Begging. On their hands and knees. They're on their hands and knees begging you to take the Boston Celtics. They're, it's an all-you-can-eat buffet. Ruflo, sorry. Um, but... Um, <sighs> I don't like all you can eat buffets. Me and Ruflo wouldn't be able to go to any if we went out. Well, that's fine. I'll just, I'll just make up for what you don't. All right, so when all we right. look at the Celtics and that, that last um, month of the season where they poured it on, okay, here are the, the losses are Golden State, uh, Toronto, and Miami. Okay, those are, those are the losses. Um, the wins are Dallas, yeah, Dallas, Toronto, Miami, and Milwaukee or the losses in the regular season for the, for the Celtics over that last big stretch that they had. Um, the wins, Memphis without John Morant, Brooklyn Nets, same team they swept in the playoffs. Um, Charlotte Hornets, not a playoff team. Pistons, not a playoff team. Warriors without Curry. Um, Warriors without Curry, the um, Sacramento Kings, Oklahoma City Thunder, the uh, Indiana Pacers, the Wizards, the Bulls, Grizz at the end of the season when the Grizz sat everybody. Um, I don't know. I think that's kind of like, eh, you know, I think you look at that and you say, I'm not, I'm just not as impressed as, as everybody else. I think that's what I am. And I think when you look at the Miami Heat, you know, and what they did over the, over the second half of the season, they had basically the same record, but they went through a four-game stretch where, they, where everybody sat and they lost all four of those games. And that's the only difference between these two teams, that between May 21st and, and between March 21st and March 26th, the Heat lost four in a row. Okay, but Butler was out and they lost four in a row. And that's why the Celtics have a better record over the second half of the season. Is, is, is that little stretch. That's the difference in the, in the records. It's, the difference is actually two games. And this four right here. Losses to the Phoenix Suns. Outside of that, Phoenix Suns, Minnesota Timberwolves, and then the last game of the season against the Orlando Magic where everybody sat. Milwaukee Bucks, Dallas Mavericks. 
And then you go all the way back. And really, outside of those four losses and then these other scattered four against playoff teams, um, you got to go all the way back to February 1st to even find a loss. And that was a playoff team, Toronto as well. I think people way overestimating the Boston Celtics here. Way, way, way overestimating. I'm laying alternate points here. I think you lay at least five here with the Heat. Maybe, maybe six and a half, seven. If you can get it. Anyways, Brian, what are you selling today? Well, got back on track, winning days in 10 of the last 12. I uh, got my gone streaking three-pack. My three best bets are two Major League Baseball, one NBA for $40 at BigDogs.com. Premium picks. Hopefully make my way back up the leaderboard. It's going to be a long haul. Yeah, and for me, I got my uh, my top tip triple for Tuesday. Put my top play from the NBA, NHL, and MLB. Got that for thirty nine ninety five. If you hop on long term, there's also a a bonus MLB play in there. So check out long term. But uh, yeah, my top tip triple is my daily package today. I got my fifteen dollar big play. I've got my uh, I got an MLB three pack as well. The the fifteen dollar big play. Not part of the three-pack. So it's a totally different uh, pick. I should have put that on the description. I will um, as well. I'll add that when Ruffalo is talking. Since no one listens to what he has to say. <laughs> I listen to what he has to say. All right. I was, it, was, it was a joke, Brian. It was kind of, it's okay. It was, I'm used, it I'm used to it at home. So. Hey, I, I'm, you don't get to be public enemy number one, uh, you know. <laughs> That's my by, title. By telling the good jokes. <laughs> That's for sure. This is like the, the, the B minus material. You know, this is like the stuff that, uh, you know, my wife and dog, have, my wife and dog have cutting, to hear. It's on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Not, not, not the good stuff. Anyways, um, we will go to uh, the NBA. Out of the NBA, the Major League Baseball. And a decent schedule today. Starts early, ends late. Gotta love that. So we've got the uh, we've got the Royals and the White Sox, the Dodgers, Diamondbacks, Mets, Cards, Game One. Brian, I've been a White Sox guy and a Dylan Cease guy, but I think in this Game One here, I'm gonna take um. Uh, the Royals plus the one and a half here. I think Cease does bounce back, but uh, it took the White Sox extra innings to put away the Royals yesterday. I think it's a tight one today. And then the Cardinals-Mets, I'm not going to change my opinion from yesterday. Um, uh, Miles Miklos has been lights out. No reason not to take him against Trevor Williams here, so I'll take the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm probably going to go on the other side of that White Sox game, not because of anything big, but I, it's, I think it's just big that the White Sox get the full nine innings for the uh, for the opportunity to cover the run line here. And the thing with uh, Jonathan Heasley for the Royals, he made his debut last time out, the se- his season debut. He only had a 270 ERA, so it tells me he probably gave up just one run over five or six innings of work, and he couldn't get much run support if you, if you have a solid start like that. So Cease has been, like, really good in his last couple of starts, and I think he, uh, I think he deals again here. So I'll take the, uh, the White Sox on the run line, and... Uh, yeah, if we, I, I, I don't know. I'm not seeing Michaelis for either matchup here. I don't know. I'm Stephen Matz, Taiwan Walker, game one. 
Really, yeah. for me, game one, it has Miklos Williams. Let me check Let me something else. I think that's game two. Yeah, I was I was seeing TBD on both, so. Yeah, that'd be game two. Game, yeah, so that's, game one on doubleheaders is usually the, the matchup that was set for today, and game two is usually the, the uh, leftover matchup from yesterday. My on my betting sports book, it has Miklos versus TBD, so I don't know what that okay. means. So I'll probably just stick with the White Sox in, in this uh, in this time slot. Just to add to Heasley for him, that his I'm not gonna say his career's on the line, but if he has a good start here, he could get that number five starting position for the Royals. So tons of motivation. I don't know if that translates to uh, W, but that's why I like Heasley today. I like the White Sox easy in this one. Um, and uh, I think they run away and hide. The White Sox, you know, like a lot of teams in the American League Central this, this season, winning in bunches, losing in bunches. And right now they're winning in bunches in Kansas City, a place where they've traditionally um, played very, very well. So I like the... Uh, I like the Chicago White Sox here. I'm with Ruffalo. I think you lay the run line or... or even if you have to lay alternate run line, probably not a bad spot for it. I think the over is in play there as well. I wonder if Tyler Gilbert is related to Logan Gilbert um, or the Diamondbacks. I, I don't doubt it. Are, are they not? They're not related? Oh, I'm just joking. I'm just saying I like the other Gilbert much better, but I can't uh, say that they're not related. Well, we have. Um, it would make sense, you know, if he was. Tyler Gilbert. Um, let's see. He has a Wikipedia page. Nope. He was an electrician. Former electrician. Gotta love those former electricians. Gonna light it up in uh, L.A. today. I know Brian liked those Diamondbacks on the run line yesterday. Those are the ones, you know, when you have that run. That, <laughs> those are the ones. <laughs> when I went to bed last night, I think it was five to three. I'm not sure, but I was like, oh, man, I hope I get this. I hope they get another run. So I was pleasantly surprised this morning. I like the Mets here against the Cardinals in game one as well. I think uh, Stephen Matz, you know, returning home to New York where he's from. Of course, not a great uh, – run there with the Mets. He was definitely loosey-goosey. And I think with um, Taiwan Walker, this guy seems to be, you know, I think he might be one of these players, and I think we saw it last year, and I think we're already seeing it again this year. He's one of those guys that up until the All-Star break, he's freaking Superman. And then the All-Star break comes, and he just, you know, all of his stats just crumble. But uh, right now, he's freaking Superman taking Taiwan Walker and the New York Mets. Don't judge me, Ruflo. I saw that look. I'm not judging. Ruflo's like, like, I think Mitch is gambling too much. (laughs) (laughs) Brian does that. Brian's like, Brian does that when I start taking those alternate run lines. (laughs) And Romanelli will send me messages like, sure, you're okay. (laughs) It's like, yes. It's like, don't judge me. <laughs> Saw that look. Anyway, so we got the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy up against the Cincinnati Reds. 
got the New York Mets again, TBD versus TBD. And then the Marlins up against the Nationals, we get a chance to bet against Yoan Adon again. I don't know how many more opportunities like this we're going to see. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I like to bet on Yoan Adon whenever I get the chance. I mean, he's been pitching a little bit better lately, but the problem is the Nationals, once again, can't give him any run support. And I'm I'm not a Cody Poteet guy yet, but the small sample size is pretty good for the Marlins. And if the Marlins can hit the way they did yesterday against Aaron Sanchez, I think they could do some of the same to uh, to a dawn here. So I'd probably go with the Marlins on the run line in this one. That's it for this slot? Yeah. 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 All right. For me also in that time slot, I'm going to agree with Ruth Fleur. I'm going to take Kobe. I'm turning into a Kobe. Yeah, Kobe. Cody Poteet guy. Uh, he's looked good in a small sample size. And uh, I'm going to take the Marlins again today, two days in a row in the run line. I think they can get us a plus money payout here. I like the Reds in this one against the Guardians. I think that you take the uh, run and a half. You also bet them straight up um, to, to beat the Guardians here. I think Plezak's definitely vulnerable. The Reds have been hitting the ball extremely well, and um, I like it. You know, the Reds, they were 3-21. and 21. Now they're 9-26. and 26. That means that they're 6-5 and five in their last 11. So they're, start, they're actually playing winning baseball. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10. Um, the Guardians come into this one. They are 6-4 and four in their last 10. So all the value here is there. And, of course, we know Plezak, right? I mean, we've been there, done that. And Connor Overton is kind of oh, – he's, he's he not bad. He's be best pitcher. He's not bad. best pitcher. Not bad. Not bad. We're not, we're, we're not going to get into best and worst. We're not here to judge, Brian. We're just going to say – It's not much of a competition on the Reds for starting pitcher. You have, <laughs> you have my guy, Luis, uh, and then you got – Overton. Maybe we'll have to add that to your capper profile. Can, tur- can, turn, uh, can turn a Tuesday Major League Baseball uh, schedule into the Westminster Dog Show. Um, you know, it's like the best in show, Connor Overton, when we go to the uh, bullpen. The Overton. The Overton. Bobriski's got, got the ball for the Tigers in, in Tampa Bay. It's, it's always tough not to take him at these big prices. He paid at plus three, three and change in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium up against Kershaw. So, I mean, we know that he can, he can handle the, the pressure of the giant odds on his back. Um, Mike Clevenger looks great this season. He looks like vintage Clevenger. Like, I think Clevenger, before he had the surgery, kind of, um, you know, was tailing off. Maybe that injury was lagging, was was nagging him a lot longer than than he put on, but um, since coming back, he's been he's been really good, and we know this guy has the stuff because we saw it when when Felix Hernandez pitched that no hitter and he had the one hitter on the other side of it, that was uh, you know we know that Clevenger has that kind of stuff, and then uh, I don't know Jamison Italian against Spencer Watkins. Is there any way to take the Orioles here? Because I want it. You know, it's like if there's a way to take the Orioles, I, w- I want it. Because everybody's humping the Yankees minus one and a half today, I'm sure. But Speaking of humping, Ruffalo, who do you like? <laughs> Why did I have a feeling that that was coming? Um, I, I, like, uh, I, like, I like the under in that uh, Yankees-Baltimore Yankee-Baltimore game. I, I think Spencer Watkins can, can hold down the Yankees long enough to at least keep this game under eight, even if it's one-sided. I don't see one side getting more than five or six runs here. And... Uh, 
you know, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the Toronto Blue Jays. You know, Logan Gilbert, he's been fantastic for much of the year, but he's starting to regress a little bit, starting to look a little bit human, and I think uh, Toronto needs a nice win to sort of start building some momentum. So, give me the Blue Jays there. Ryan, I'm trying to get three days in a row with an alternate run line hit. I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus two and a half here. Uh, Shane McClanahan off a seven innings shutout performance, and he's one of their best starters by far. I just think the Rays can bounce back off of yesterday's uh, loss to the Tigers. I think they win it by three. I kind of got to go with Bo Brisky at the price for no reason but the price alone. Um, I like Clevenger against the Phillies. I don't care who they're throwing out there. Um, who are they starting? I have no clue. It doesn't matter. I, I bet against them every single game. And um, the Orioles against the Yankees. Anyways. Um, I I don't know. Like I said, looking for... Uh, Looking for an, any kind of angle here to uh, to play the Orioles. Someone's got one. I mean, I'm going to bet them anyway, but I'm just looking for something to say. What else we got here? Let's see. Uh, we've got Mariners, Blue Jays. Red Sox Astros and Royals White Sox game two. Chris, yeah, my father I spoke out of, out of slot on that Blue Jays game, but uh, yeah, didn't want to call Blue you Jays out there. on it because then people say I'm, I'm mean to Ruf. Stop being mean no, to Ruflo. So no, I didn't say okay. anything. That's my fault. I, we'll just let you repeat yourself. Sense. We'll just make you repeat yourself. <laughs> okay, well, I think I think Toronto's due to bounce back, due to build some steam here. I think Logan Gilbert's starting to regress. So. There we go. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to the well. I know I got kind of bit with it yesterday. I'm going to go with the Houston Astros. I'm just, I'm not a Nady of all the fan personally. And uh, I think Jose Urquidy could, could pitch fairly well and, and get the, uh, get the Astros a win here. Red Sox still just five and nine at home this season. So I'll take my chances with Houston and even money to, to get a bounce back here. Brian, how about you? Um, this might be a sucker line, but I'll take the Seattle Mariners here with Gilbert. I'm a, I'm a Logan Gilbert guy, and he's been nothing but good this year. He is starting to look like he's got some chinks in his armor, but it just seems like Barrios is overpriced here, so I have to take Seattle. And then I think uh, White Sox, whoever they send to the Mariners, uh, to take out like Singer got- and the Royals. So in game two, I do like the White Sox on the run line. Oh, man. I like the White Sox again here. I think they sweep this series. Um, Sweep this. And then um, the other two games. um, Nathan Evaldi is in straight regression mode. So probably an over there in in that Red Sox-Houston. And then um, Logan Gilbert. Not looking like the same pitcher that we saw a few weeks ago. Barrios actually is improving a little bit. And um, Gilbert going the other way. Seattle just looked, they didn't look 
good yesterday, right? Just didn't they never really even though the game was um fairly close for most of the way, they just never really looked like they were a threat. I don't know how, how else to put it. But that game that Gilbert gave up four runs to the Phillies, that was on a one hit, a grand slam. Other than that, he, he shot him down. Well, how did the, the guys get minutes. on base to begin with? I mean, I'm just saying it was a grand slam. I mean, but how Gilbert, did, I watched it. But, it, but how did the guys, you know, did, he, did, they, did they do the automatic guy on, you know, on base? I don't remember how they got on base. Uh, well, let's <laughs> just say, let's just say they were on base. All right, let's just hypothetical. You know. He wasn't shut down pitcher, that's for sure. But I'm just saying it was a grand slam that got that four runs. We've got uh, the Brewers and the Braves, the Cubs up against the Pirates. And the Rockies against the Giants. It has been a horrific, horrific losing streak um, for the Rockies against the Giants. Um, Chris? Yeah, it has been pretty bad. That's why I was kind of leaning towards the Giants on the road. Not, But I'm not a huge Alex Cobb guy. So, How about Cobb I'm salad? Sure. Do you like the Cobb salad or corn on the cob? Yeah, I can't. No, no, well, both. I can get on board with both, but I need chicken on the cob salad. Um, How about chicken with your good. corn on the cob? Oh, absolutely. Robinelli's a cob guy, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He messaged me saying that Cobb was going to win the Cy Young before the season even started, and I couldn't even find it on a book. So um, we'll see if that comes to fruition. I don't know yet. But uh, I'm going to take the over in that Atlanta-Milwaukee game. I, I originally liked the Braves mainly as a fate of Adrian Hauser, but then they announced Tucker Davidson starting. He has not been good this season, so I like the over eight there, and I like the, the Cubs with Keegan Thompson on the mound. I think JT Brubaker, while he's probably one of the better pitchers in the Pirates rotation, he hasn't shown it for much of anything as of late. I think the Cubs want to build on that uh, solid performance yesterday, so give me the Cubs there. Brian? Yeah, I got hurt yesterday taking the Pirates, but I'm going to take them again today. They got their butts kicked nine to nothing. I just normally the Pirates are competitive with the Cubs. Uh, I'm just going to take a small crack at them, and I'll take Milwaukee Brewers at home on a light price. I think Hauser's the he's not the much better pitcher because if you look at Davidson's minor league numbers over his uh, career in the minors, they aren't bad. This year they aren't good. Uh, I'll lean towards Milwaukee Brewers in that one on the money line. I like the Brewers for sure over the Braves in this one. I think it's probably uh, one of the better games there for as far as the free picks go. Um, anyways, um, taking the uh, the Giants as well. I think we could lay the run line here against the Rockies. So... Uh, Take the uh, taking the uh, Giants with Cobb salad. Anyways, we move on to uh, the next set of games. The last set of games, we've got the uh, Rangers versus Diamondbacks. Rangers versus Angels. Dodgers Diamondbacks game two, and A's Twins. Chris. 
know, the two I like in this one. I'm going to go with the Oakland A's. I, I'm anti-laying juice with Dylan Bundy, especially on the road. I think he's starting to really show the Dylan Bundy we've come to know and love to bet against over the last few years. So, And James Caprilli doesn't have a win yet this season, but he's, he's starting to really pitch well. He's only allowed three earned over his last two starts. So I like the Oakland A's to uh, scratch out a win in that one. And I'm going to go back to the well with the Diamondbacks, plus one and a half in game two. I think Merrill Kelly, one of the Diamondbacks' best chances to snag wins this season, along with Zach Gallon and sometimes Madison Bumgarner. But it's also that I'm not trying to lay minus 240 or chase the run line with Tyler Anderson. So yeah, give me give me the Diamondbacks, plus one and a half there. Brian? I think the best of Dylan Bundy came earlier this season. I think the rest of the year, if he makes it through the year, he's going to be struggling. Uh, I'll take Caprillion and Oakland. He's to finally get uh, W here. And I'll take Dodgers and Arizona to go over the total. They creeped over yesterday just barely. I think Tyler Anderson gives up enough runs. And I love Merrill Kelly, but I think uh, I think Dodgers could get a couple on him. So I'll take the over 7.5. This is the worst Oakland A's team I've seen in a very, very long time. Normally they can piece it together and, 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 you know, it doesn't matter if they trade guys or anything like that. This Oakland A's team is absolutely terrible. Terrible. Non-competitive. I like the Angels to bounce back um, against the Rangers, but as the betting tools say, the Rangers 6-0 as run-line dogs in their last, uh, in, in their last six. So be careful. Um, you don't want to be laying the run line there with the with the Angels. And then uh, I'm going to go with Merrill Kelly at plus 192 here against Tyler Anderson. Doesn't take much to get me to bet against the Dodgers, and that one I just think is pretty easy. Brian, any of these plays that aren't premium plays that you like the best on the board today? Yeah, I would say uh, on the board today, the one that I like the best. Or that has the best value. Of these baseball games, because there's a lot of games. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to make a decision here. All right, I, I really think Seattle Mariners at that price. Maybe they're baiting me in, but I like Gilbert at that plus money price against Barrios, who's struggled at times this year. I'll take the Mariners. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I think uh, I think we saved the best for last. I love the value you're getting with Merrill Kelly uh, and the Diamondbacks against the Dodgers in Game Two. Like I said, I'm just not a uh, minus what is it minus two oh seven or even I've seen it minus two thirty in places. Guy like for for Tyler Anderson, that doesn't make sense to me. Merrill Kelly, like I said, he's one of the D-backs' best chances to get a win on the mound. I think he throws a gem here and uh, gets us some nice plus money. I like Bo Brisky against the Rays. I think he's got a real shot. He's been up against tougher than this. Um, he beat Kershaw and the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. I think you know beating a Rays team that's you know a one-run type win team anyway. Um, I think they got a shot. The Rays generally win in bunches and lose in bunches too. So I think it's worth a shot. I'm not saying it's a best bet. I don't have a premium. Nothing like that. Not a premium show, nothing. We do have our premium picks um, for YouTube. I don't advertise them enough, and I should probably put... I'm going to make a graphic that I'll show on the up here once in a while. But um, Or I could even do the scroll. The scrolling text. 
That's definitely something that everybody should take advantage of. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like it it's a no brainer, right? Yeah, what was the math you equated it to? It was like fifty bucks a month for ninety three premium picks or VIP VIP level picks from from us, and then if you do the the uh, the premium package is a hundred bucks for two hundred and seventy-three or something like that. Plus, with the consensus report, you can see what the majority of the yeah cappers have on one side compared to the other. There you go. <laughs> All right. All, all better. Let's see. That's a little small. There we go. <laughs> We're scrolling. I don't like the whole show. I can't wait to see this. Oh, man. Anyways. I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of two year olds out there today. Some people with a with a lot of spare time, I guess, on their hands. Um let's get into the NHL. Um we've got two games tonight. Got uh, Florida Panthers up against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's been a while since the Panthers have really been relevant, um, probably since the year of the rat, I would say. Someone posted on Twitter, um, this is what video games looked like the last time the Panthers were made the playoffs. <laughs> we're good, you know. Um, and it was like, you know, it looked ancient. I want to say that the last time they made it to the second round was like 1998, I think. So, yeah, the video games have come a long way since then. But I wanted I wanted to ask you guys, I know we were talking about this before um, with like the Miami Heat and everything. Do you think the NHL kind of has their eggs in one basket and thinks they can compete here? Because you look at where the, the, the network coverage is for the first four games of that Tampa Bay series, three games on TNT and one on ESPN. You think that matters at all? Um, on what is it? So three, of the, so three of the first four games in that Tampa Bay Florida series are in are on uh, TNT, and one's on ESPN. Maybe they had some inflated confidence, thinking that they could put the games up against. Why anything we're on we're on a couple of the bigger networks, and I don't know. I'm not really sure. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. I would just rather move the series to the switch the series this is around. Yeah, I like the dates, yeah. I don't know. But um for me for me in game in game one of this uh this uh Lightning Panther series, I'm probably gonna take the Panthers in game one. Um I know there is value with the Lightning with plus one forty here, but the Lightning missing Braden Point. I, I know that they're they're a deep team, but he like I think I said it yesterday, he's 
led the league in uh, in playoff sco- goal scoring in the last two seasons combined. And when you take him out of the lineup, that's a that's a big blow to a Florida team that's balanced across the board and really started to find themselves in the latter games of that Washington series. And see when the when the Florida Panthers are really rolling. They uh they can they can be very very dangerous and the Tampa Bay Lightning the same story that they faced in that series against Toronto where they alternated wins and losses in the regular season and alternated uh, wins and losses in uh, the first round of the playoffs I think it could happen here this is probably the uh, lining up for Florida to get a victory in this one so I'll take the Florida Panthers. How about you, Brian? Oh, probably a pretty public play, but I'll take the over six and a half here. I just think you could get the over by the end of the second period. I think you'll see a, t- a lot of goals here, at least in game one. So I'll take the over six and a half. I think it might be at seven in some spots. I like the Panthers. Just no reason whatsoever. Because I, cause I can Anyways, um, we got the uh, Avalanche and the Blues. Yeah, and I, I think there is a, a lot of value with the St. Louis Blues here. For my free play, I'm going to go with the. Uh, the uh, under six and a half here. I know you got two high scoring teams that hit the over in all three meetings in the regular season, but Colorado hasn't played in over a week. I think there could be a little bit of rust. It may take some time to, to really get the legs back going again at full speed. And uh, I think that even for the blues, I think there's going to be a bit of a feeling out process here for these two teams. You're, you're going to see goals coming over the course of the series. So I think for game one, it's three, two, whichever way you have it going. Um, and uh, the goaltending's been pretty good on both sides as well. And uh, really, for St. Louis, since Jordan Biddington came back into the lineup, he was instrumental in their cup run three seasons ago. And uh, I think he's going to be instrumental if they're going to make a move here. So I'm going to take out the St. Louis Blues um, and Avalanche under six and a half in this one. Brian? Yeah, for me in this game, I just I think there's way too many people making love here to the Colorado Avalanche on the puck line. I think the St. Louis Blues are playoff tested. I think it's going to be a, a fight. And if you're going to give me plus one and a half here at minus 115, maybe minus 120, I'll, I'll be in it with the St. Louis Blues. I think it's a one-goal game. All right. Well, that takes us to our parlay segment. Um, what do you guys have to say for yourself? For me and my parlay, I'm going to take the St. Louis Blues on the puck line, and I'm going to combine it with the over in the Arizona Diamondbacks, LA Dodgers there in game two, and then uh, add in the Seattle Mariners on the money line. And for mine, I'm going to go with the White Sox on the run line in game one, the Toronto Blue Jays, and uh, the under in the Yankees and Baltimore matchup. White Sox, uh Minus two and a half game one, Tigers, uh, money line and uh, Heat Celtics over. Anyways, thanks everyone for joining us. Um, be sure to check out our YouTube uh, premium. Uh, it is the best value in sports handicapping anywhere. We give out premium picks. If anyone wants to know the record of our premium picks, well, we have a whole page dedicated to that. Not a, not just a page, but basically an entire website. 
um, absolutely dedicated to our premium records and premium picks, so you don't need to ask. Um, it's, it's there. I'm not really sure what the confusion is. It's been there for two years plus. Anyways, thanks everyone for joining us. Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you.